Well, good morning, folks. Glad you all are here. Uh, if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, why don't you grab them at this point in time and uh, turn with me to the two main passages we will be in this morning. First of all, we will be starting in Colossians chapter 3, and then we will be moving to Ephesians chapter 5. Colossians 3, Ephesians chapter 5. As you're doing that, just want to catch you up. We are picking back up our sermon, uh, summer sermon series called The Power of Praise. By way of reminder and review, just want to catch us up on where we are and where we are going. In uh, sermon number one, we saw that uh, God's people have been and always will be a people of praise. That is, singing has always marked the people of God. Next, we began to look at the three purposes for congregational singing. And we asked the question, why is it that we Christians gather together to sing? The first reason is we gather together to sing in order to praise God, right? We glorify God, we make much of him, we praise him in our songs. And then the week after that, we saw not only do we sing to praise him, but we sing to proclaim his truth. That is, as we sing together, we are singing and proclaiming the very truth of God in the worship songs that we sing. Well, this morning, we will see a third purpose of praise, and that is prayer. We praise in order to pray. Well, I trust that you're there in Colossians 3 and Ephesians 5. Let's pray, and we'll jump right in. Father, we pray that you would be with us this morning as we hear from your inspired and altogether trustworthy word. Father, you have revealed much about how your people are to sing and why we are to sing. Father, we want to sing to you in order to praise you, for you are worthy of praise. You uh, demand our praise, and you are altogether deserving of it. You are infinitely glorious and good, altogether trustworthy and holy and righteous and gracious, and so much more. And so we offer our praise to you in song. Not only that, but we want to proclaim your truth as we sing. We want to uh, sing to one another and proclaim your word to stir our hearts and our minds. And not only that, as we come this morning to, to sing songs to you, we want to engage in a real and living and vital relationship that we can have with you only through faith in your son, Jesus Christ, his perfect life in our place, his substitutionary death on the cross and his powerful resurrection over sin, death, and Satan. And we can come to you and call you our father in prayer, even as we sing, because of him. So be with us this morning. We ask it in the name of Jesus and God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, Martin Luther, you may have heard of him, kind of a big name in Christianity. Of course, he was a German priest who uh, became a Reformation leader. You'll see the image of him on the screen. He was, among many things, um, a man of prayer. If you read his writings, you will find out that he has much to say about prayer. Here are just a few examples. First of all, he said this, Pray as if everything depends on God then work as if everything depends on you. I love that. He also said this in regards to worry. He says, pray and let God worry. For those of you who worry, like me, that's uh, one to remember. He also said this. This one's convicting and challenging. He said, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. Boy, isn't that very different than how we would handle things. Yet even the three-hour-a-day prayer, Martin Luther, at times, apparently had trouble praying. What do you think Martin Luther did when he had trouble praying to God? Well, he tells us in this next quote. He says, when I cannot pray, I always sing. When I cannot pray, he says, 
I always turn to song. This, I think, highlights the organic and vital connection between prayer and song. Think about many of the hymns and many of the choruses that we sing. Take, for instance, one of my favorite hymns, Take My Life. Verse 1 sings this way. See if I can sing it. Ready? Take my life and let it be. You can sing if you want. Consecrated Lord to thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move. At the impulse of thy love, take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Now, have you ever thought about... Oh, no, 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 uh, thank you. Have you ever thought about the words to that song? That is a prayer, is it not? I mean, this is a prayer in song form. We're asking God to set us apart unto himself, right? That our days would be a constant chorus of praise. That our bodies would be, uh, would be moved at the impulse of his love, right? That is a prayer in song format. What about another great hymn, another favorite of mine, Come Thou Fount? Okay, now don't clap after I sing this time, but this is how it goes. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Now think about it. What are we singing to God there? It's a prayer, is it not? This is a prayer and song. We're admitting to God that our hearts are sinfully tugged away from him. And we're asking God to seal our hearts to worship him alone, right? Now what about the song that we began with today? It's a newer song, King of Heaven, right? We're asking God as we sing this song to advance his kingdom through us right? It says, Jesus, let your kingdom come here. Let your will be done here in us. Jesus, there was no one greater. You alone, our Savior, show the world your love. It's a prayer, is it not? One that we may or may not sing at the end of the service, a newer one, simply entitled Holy Spirit. We're asking the Holy Spirit to move when we sing this song, right? Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place, and fill the atmosphere. And we can give example after example of, after, uh, of, example, um, of songs and hymns that when we sing them, if we just think about it for a minute, we realize that, yes, we're singing to the Lord, but we're praying to Him as well. From these songs and many, many more, we can see our point today, and that is that when we sing, we are praying as well. So here's what I want to do today. First, I want to show us from the scriptures, from the Bible, both Old and New Testament, that singing can be a form of prayer. That is, praise as prayer. And then I want to close by looking at what that means for us. What does it matter that our singing can be a form of praying? Well, let's begin with praise as prayer in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, specifically in the book of Psalms. So we will begin our sermon, as we have many times before, in the book of Psalms. Now, it doesn't take you long if you were to ever 
go through and read the book of Psalms, which I, I highly recommend that you do, it doesn't take long for you to realize that many of the Psalms are actually prayers in song format. Now, we know that the Psalms themselves, all 150 of them, are actually songs, right? The, the name of the book Psalms is a, is a musical term. Uh, there are musical uh, terms that we find uh, within the Psalms themselves. We know that they were meant to be sung. They were songs. And yet the very structure of many of the Psalms is both poetic and prayerful. In fact, uh, uh, one commentator by the name of Bullock, he introduces us to the Psalms as a whole in this way. He says, the book of Psalms is a diversified collection of sacred poems. Notice this. Many of them are, in fact, prayers. He says, the book is an anthology of prayers, worship songs and poems sung and spoken in public and in private. Now, there are lots of different types of Psalms. You probably would uh, see this. As you read through the Psalms, you realize there's, there's some diversity in them, right? Um, but where we see, I think, this intersection of praise and prayer most clearly is in a group of Psalms known as the Lament Psalms. The Lament Psalms. Uh, Bullock says again about these Psalms, quote, These Psalms are basically prayers as the psalmists lay out their problems on the table before the Lord. Now, if you've ever read through the book of Psalms, the Lament Psalms most likely are the ones that you will identify the most. You're reading them and you say to yourself, that's how I feel. You're reading them and you say to yourself, that's what I want to say to God, right? We identify most, I think, with these lament psalms. And prayers arise in song format in the lament psalms over a host of different situations. So we see uh, men of God who are sick, they're ill, they have some kind of physical ailment, and they sing this prayer to God. Take Psalm 6. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. It's a prayer, a song to God for the sick person. We see uh, in Psalm 4.1, uh, songs and prayers arise from those who are persecuted or accused. Psalm 4.1, answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. We also see songs and prayers from a repentant heart. Take, for example, Psalm 51, after David sinned with Bathsheba. He says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgression. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. So we see all sorts of situations that uh, that arise and people cry out to God both in prayer and in song. It's fascinating. When you look at the Psalms as a whole, some 30 times or more, the psalmist actually calls his song a prayer. He actually calls the song that he's singing a prayer to God. I'll just list a couple. It'll be very clear. Take, for instance, Psalm 5, verses 1 and 2. The psalmist says this, Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I what? Pray, right? He's singing this, and he calls it a song. Psalm 61, verse 1. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. Psalm 86, 6. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. Now, it's obvious, right? The obvious point that 
I want to make in this book of the Bible is that it's entirely musical in nature. You can't escape the fact that many of them are prayers in song format. So in the Psalms, in the Psalms, we see that praise can be prayer. But what about in the New Testament? It's pretty obvious, I think, in the Old Testament. Let's move now to the New Testament epistles. And I hope you have your finger on Colossians chapter 3. That's where we're going to begin. In the Old Testament, the connection between praise and prayer is pretty obvious. It's, it's hard to miss. But in Paul's letter, it's a little more subtle. It's a little more sneaky. Well, let's begin by taking a look at Colossians chapter 3, which is where we were a few weeks ago, one of the two kind of central passages on singing in the New Testament. Colossians chapter 3. If you read Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 through 17, you will notice, you can't miss that there is an emphasis on thankfulness. Three times in these three verses, the idea of thankfulness or being thankful is mentioned. And I will suggest to you here shortly that this thankfulness is a reference to prayers of thankfulness. Notice verse 15, it reads this way. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. How? With psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. How are we supposed to sing? Singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Well, notice, we're not only here to be thankful, that is in our hearts and in our minds. We're not only supposed to be thankful, but in verse 17, take a look. We are to express that thankfulness, right? It's one thing to have a feeling in your heart and your mind of thankfulness. It's another thing to express that thankfulness to someone. And Paul here in verse 17 says that we should give thanks through him to God the Father. I'll suggest that this is a reference to prayer here shortly. The language, notice the language. It's, it's kind of a language of prayer. It says that we are to do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the simple fact that our giving of thanks is to be done through Jesus to God the Father suggests that this is a reference to prayer. Well, it's kind of hinted at, right, that there's this connection between singing and prayer in Colossians 3. But if you now turn to Ephesians 5, If you now turn to Ephesians 5, I think you'll find that it's a little more clear in Ephesians 5. Let's start in verse 19. This connection between singing and praying, I think, is confirmed here in what I will call a parallel passage. It's very similar to Colossians chapter 3. Notice, Paul begins verse 19, and it sounds very much like Colossians 3.16. He says this, Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now that sounds very familiar, right? That's essentially what he said in chapter 3, verse 16 of Colossians. So there's this emphasis on singing. Now notice Paul connecting singing with thankful prayer in verse 20. I'll read it all together to get the flow. He says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for the things, for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. So what is Paul doing here? He talks about singing 
And he talks about praying. And he goes from one to the other, just like that. I think Paul makes a strong connection between singing and giving thanks. But here's a question. Is this giving of thanks a reference to prayer? Well, I would say, yes, it is. Let me give you a couple of examples as to why. Paul oftentimes links this idea of giving of thanks unto God as prayer. Take, for example, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. You can see it on the screen behind me. Paul says this just a little earlier in Ephesians. I have not stopped giving thanks for you. What does he mean by that? Remembering you in my what? Prayers, right? So for Paul, giving thanks and praying is the same thing, right? Notice in Colossians chapter 1, verse 3, we see it again. We always thank God. Notice the, the language. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you. Numerous other examples could be given, but I think the point is clear. Paul associates, just as the Psalms do, singing with, with praying, right? Praise with prayer. So, the simple point is this. What we've seen in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, both in the Psalms and in Paul's letter, is that there's a vital, organic, natural connection between our singing to God and our praying to God. So the question that I want us to ponder here for the next few minutes is this. What does that matter? Why does that matter? What, what difference should that make in our singing individually, and in our singing congregationally, and our praying individually, and in our praying congregationally? What, what difference does it make? Well, let's move from praise as prayer to the practice of praise as prayer. And I've got four application points for us today. Number one, because praise can be a form of prayer, we should pray before we sing. We should pray before we sing. Think about it, right? If our singing to God can be used as a prayer, then it makes sense that we prepare our hearts and our minds to sing in prayerful ways by praying before we sing. Does that make sense? Shake your head at me. You're live? Very good. Does that make sense? Okay, good, right? Pray before you sing. We begin our worship time in prayer to God, and then we continue it in prayerful song unto God. So let me ask you maybe a challenging question. How often do you pray before you come to worship? How often do you spend time in prayer before you come to this building to offer your praise and prayers unto the Lord? Do you pray before our worship services? Maybe while you're eating breakfast on Sunday mornings? Maybe while you're in the shower or getting dressed? Maybe while you're driving to church? Do you come to church prepared to pray, to praise, to sing, to listen to God's word, to fellowship with other Christians? Do we come prepared by being prayed up? You know, I was reminded of this truth of the necessity of preparation just yesterday. Um, we were on vacation the week prior, and uh, I did not exercise at all. No exercise on vacation, okay? So I took the week off, no exercise. Uh, came back, life was busy, didn't really get to exercise much, and uh, kind of got out there for the first time, and it had been about a week and a half or so, and uh, being the expert jogger that I am, that's supposed to be a joke, um, I was like, oh, I'm just going to get into it, start at my normal pace, here we go, right? Um, so I do my little stretches. I'm not going to show you, but I do my little stretches, right? And then I'm like, here we go, start, go, right? 
right? And I start running, and about halfway down my street, I realize, if I take it at this pace, I'm going to keel over and die. I just can't do it. I wasn't prepared, right? I was out of breath. I'm like, this is not going well. Um, So we have to, we, I, I, I have to prepare myself in order to run. Increasingly, as I get older, I can't just not stretch and just go run. In my younger days, I would, you know, you get to the gym, and they're like, hey, pick up basketball. Let's do it. Start running and jumping and shooting. No problem, right? If I were to do that now, I would hurt myself, right? I have to stretch. And, and when I begin my run, I, I begin at a very slow pace. I mean, I'm like walking. It's so slow. And then, I, and then I, and I pick up. So we have to prepare for ourselves when we exercise. At least I do. Got to prepare, right, to do that. So let me, let me apply this. Are we coming to church without warming up spiritually, so to speak? Are we coming to church without stretching our spiritual muscles and yet expecting to run and experience God just like we were in our younger years? If that's the case, no wonder we're pulling our spiritual hamstrings, right? We need to be prepared. Think about, think about game day. It's baseball season, so I'll use that analogy. Uh, I'm sure the Cubs are playing today and any other team that you want to choose that you like. You're, let's say you want to watch the game, right? And uh, it's on TV and it's at 5 o'clock. Um, you don't just uh, kind of turn the TV on and watch, right? Not unless you just are a casual fan. You prepare yourself. You make sure you have the food that you want to eat. You make sure you have the drinks that you want to drink. You make sure that you've uh, given yourself that time period, right? You prepare yourself to watch a game. You get all excited. You're ready. You're looking at the stats and who's pitching and who's playing and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? You prepare yourself to watch a baseball game. See, we wouldn't come to the TV set unprepared to watch a game, right? But how often do we stroll into church totally unprepared for what God wants to do in us? Specifically, do we take moments to pray before we sing? If not, we'll give you a chance to do that here in just a minute. Ask God. Ask God to make the words in the song the words of your heart. Ask him to help you Sing, to make it a prayer. Ask him to help you mentally understand the words and then emotionally to be impacted by them. Ask the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of you, if you are a believer, to stir up your passion for praise, to proclaim his name, to to pray to him in song. Ask him to give you the freedom to respond to him in worship, whatever that might be. So because praise is prayer, we should pray before we sing. But not only that, we can pray as we sing. We can pray as we sing. Not only should we pray before, but we should pray during. And I mean a couple things by this. First, we can sing prayerfully. That is, we come to worship with a mental attitude, being prepared that some songs especially will be prayers unto the Lord. Not just songs about God, but songs to him. Now, certainly, some songs are more behooving than others, right? But if we come mentally prepared, aware that, yes, we're going to sing, but we can also engage in prayer to our God as we sing, how will that change our singing? Not only that, but we can actually interject prayer to God as we sing. We can do two things at once in this regard. It may be a quick prayer before the song begins. It may be a quick prayer in between verses. It may be a quick prayer of response as we think about the lyrics of a particular verse, right? It could be that you use the transitions in between songs to pray rather than to stare at our good-looking musicians and singers, right? 
Be- That's supposed to be a joke. Thank you. Because prayer can be praise, and praise can be prayer. We should pray not only before we sing, but we can, we can pray as we sing. How about this application? We can pray through the Psalms. Have you ever done that before? Have you ever taken the Psalms, which are songs and prayers, and used them to spark personal prayer? It's a wonderful way to use divinely inspired songs and prayers to mimic the prayers in the Bible. In the back, um, there is, sitting right there by Gary, a list of, uh, of, of sheets. It's a 30-day prayer guide through the Psalms. So it gives you about four or five different Psalms that you can pray through. Go ahead and take that on your way out. I think it'd be extremely helpful. Point number four. We can pray before we sing. We can pray while we sing. We can pray through the Psalms. And the fourth way we can apply this is that we can actually use songs as prayer guides. We can pray through songs. Since Scripture closely connects singing with praying, it just makes sense that a final way we pray through praise is by using songs as prayer guides. They can be old hymns, they can be new choruses, but regardless of their age, Scripture-filled, Scripture-based songs make excellent guides excellent guides for prayer. Simply take time, print out the lyrics, or maybe you have, you have it in your mind. Hopefully you have the lyrics in your mind. Just spend some time meditating upon the verses, thinking through them. You can use them as prayers verbatim unto the Lord. You can use them and kind of a, a paraphrase them, make them your own. You can read them and, and allow the words to spark your own prayer unto the Lord. Well, I've asked uh, Barb Schumacher, even though she's not here, to come share with us a little bit about her habit of doing just that. So let's watch this short video, and then we'll close our our service uh, in a way that I think is appropriate, by singing songs that are prayerful songs unto the Lord. So let's watch this shortly. I've asked Barb to uh, join with us this morning, even though they're not here, and to share a little bit about her practice of singing uh, songs and using them as prayers. So... Barb, let's start a little bit with how that became a habit for you. Where did that start? Uh, It started, um, I grew up in the Catholic Church and um, attended a a retreat um, uh, titled Teens Encounter Christ. It was a tech retreat, and... um, that's the point where uh, the Catholic Church doesn't use the terminology, you know, give your life to Christ or commit yourself to Christ or any of that. But that's where that happened for me. Um, and the theme song of this particular tech retreat was Here Am I. And it was a song, um, the refrain goes, Here am I, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. Um, I will go, Lord, if you lead me, I will hold your people in my heart. And as a new Christian, I didn't know what to say to God. Um, I just, uh, I knew that that's kind of, the song was a, a call to service and a call to mission. And I knew that's what I wanted. And that's what I, that's what I wanted to say to him. So I just found myself just singing that song to him and saying, you know, this is, this is what I want to do. Um, this is what I want to do for you. Mm-hmm. And um, so then as I went back to the Catholic Church, um, I was a on, part of a worship team in the church. And some of the songs that we were singing at the time um, 
the prayer of St. Saint Francis, make me a channel of your peace. And um, another one that was very popular at that point was Psalm 25. Um, to you, Yahweh, I lift up my soul. Oh, my God. And those were things that I just I wanted to say to God. And I found the words of the song being what I wanted to pray. Mm-hmm. And um, and as a <laughs> as a legalistic um, Catholic girl um, wanting to check things off my list, sadly, um, wanted to I was told, you know, to cultivate these spiritual habits that um, these are good things to do to enrich your faith. You, you need to pray, you need to worship, um, you need to, to memorize scripture. And as I'm, as I'm seeing, you know, Psalm 25, I'm singing through that song saying, Hey, this is scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I can, I can praise, mm-hmm. I can pray and I can memorize scripture. I can do all those things, check them all off my list. And all I'm doing is singing a song, you know, all at the same time. So, um, yeah, that was kind of a a legalistic way of looking at it, but it, it certainly accomplished the purpose, you know, and it, and it helped me to, to memorize those, that scripture. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So as far as then, uh, Share a little bit about how that practice then grew and, and what that looks like today. Are there certain types of songs that you prefer or does it run the gamut? And then maybe can you share a, kind of an example of what that might look like? Um, sure. Um, I, I love hymns. I love old hymns because there's so much meat there. There's, there's, there's scripture there. There's, um, yeah, but I also like new stuff. Um, How Great Thou Art has always been a favorite. Um, right now, the one posted on my on my prayer closet is Take My Life and Let It Be. You know, um, that's just what I want to be saying to him at this point. Um, but I love, oh, Rich Mullins, you know, uh, Third Day. There's some there's solid scripture in in solid doctrine, not necessarily scripture, but doctrine right. in those songs. Yep. And yep. Um, so yeah, it can be old, it can be new. Yeah, it, yeah. Does, it doesn't matter. Whatever. whatever, whatever is solid, mm-hmm. and whatever is what I I feel like I I want to be saying to God. Okay. So one last question for you: uh, Is it is it something in your practice that you? decide today I'm going to take a look at this song and use it as a prayer template or is it also just you're praying and then a song comes to mind does it work both ways for you yes okay definitely yeah. um, like I said the the one that's posted right now is you know take my life right. and so let that's, it be that's chosen to that be. is chosen yeah. um, it just came up um, <clears throat> a couple Sundays ago mm-hmm. and I just um, I'm like yeah that's, that's it song. that's what I want you know so that's a that's a structure thing. Right, right. Um, I go to it. Um, other times, I recall one particular time, um, I was just in a, a desperate situation that I, I really didn't know what God was going to do or how he could use this situation. It was completely bewildered, bewildering. And I went before God, um, you know, just one of those fall on your face kind of things. And... I I just cried out to him. I said, oh, Lord, my God. And the words of the song 
just came to me, you know, um, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thou hands have made. And, and it totally changed my perspective on the situation. Um, it provided comfort. It provided a much bigger picture of, of, than I was looking at. And, and it wasn't that, that scripture came to mind. It was a song, a, a, a hymn, How Great Thou Art, that came to mind. Um, but it served the same purpose. It turned me to God. It turned me um, to his, his awesome power and totally changed my attitude. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it works both ways. It, yeah. yeah, I go to it and it, it comes, comes to, to me. Okay. So awesome. it's cool. Both awesome. ways, always. Well, Barb, thanks for sharing with us. Glad we sure. got through the interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah me that, too. Thanks for being with us, even though you're not with us. Not well. a problem. Not thanks a lot. problem. Appreciate it. Hope that was helpful to get us uh, some ideas as to what that could look like in our in our own life. Well, I can't think of a better way to close our service today than by singing uh, prayerful songs unto the Lord. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask our worship team to come and lead us in a couple songs. Uh, the first song they're going to sing, they will begin singing and then invite you to sing uh, when the second verse comes. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would teach us to sing in a, in a prayerful way uh, unto you. Father, that we would take uh, these songs that we sing and have sung that are floating on our in our hearts and in our mind, and that we would recognize that it's an incredible avenue for us not just to sing uh, about you, but to sing to you, to offer prayers uh, that are guided by scripture-based songs. And so, Father, we pray that we would learn as we sing together to make those words that we're singing the desires of our hearts, and that you would stir up a passion for us to sing praise and prayerfully to you, even now as we practice that. We ask in the name of Jesus and God's people said, amen. Let's stand and sing, church.